As the official healthcare provider of Minnesota United, Alina Health is focused on keeping our loons in top condition. And with expertise in orthopedics, sports medicine, heart care, and more, Alina has the team to keep your family in the game too. The experts at Alina Health take the time to get to know you as a whole person, helping you achieve wellness for your mind, body, and spirit. It's an altogether better kind of healthcare. Learn more at alinahealth.org. Everybody and welcome back to another episode of Sound of the Lose presented by Alina Health and kind of cranking up in the middle of the season here. Uh, all of us on short rest. <laughs> we'll call it short rest, whether it's uh, us doing the podcast or the team with this crazy, crazy schedule that you guys have had in May. But I get to be joined today by Manny Lagos, um, uh, director of all things soccer. <laughs> I do this every time because I'm like, I feel like your your title is ever changing and evolving. But I, I do appreciate talking to you because I feel like you can give everybody sort of this like 30,000 foot view of the club in your role, but also like you're in it every day at a ground level. You were in Austin with the team last night on the road. So first and foremost, how are you doing on, on your uh, short rest and, and you're coming off your heated run outside? Um, I'm... I'm doing well. It was nice to to get up today. I think a uh, disappointing loss last night. I would say my, my first thing is, you know, the the eight games in 24 days and then now nine and 27 come this Saturday. It really is the guys and, and the the effort and level they're putting out. And, um, you know, we've had some ups and downs this month, but gee, we played really well last night and we really, I thought, battled well. And, and it was one of those ones where you're you're gutted and you're you're it's hit you hard but also proud of the guys and the, the energy and the level they played at last night, considering the amount of days and games uh, was, was, was something that I, I was proud of for the club. Um, certainly not uh, happy about the result, but happy about just how hard these guys are fighting and they got to get up today, get recovery and uh, get back at it. Cause we got a big game at home now Saturday against Toronto. Yeah. And when you look at the result last night, when I got back to my room last night after the game I was doing, you know, and I was just caught the end of it, I'm on the phone with my husband. He's like yelling. And I'm like, can I get off the phone with you so I can watch the game on Apple? Because you're like yelling about the game, but I can't watch the game because I'm on my phone in the Uber uh, back from Yankee Stadium. So it sounded insane. It sounded crazy. I watched a little bit of it last night and again this morning. But just the chances created because that's been an area that's been a bit lacking, right, in the final third. But it's picked up some steam here. And last night, it seemed like there was an insane amount of chances created. You could feel the energy, the opportunities, quality chances, a goal called back early. Um, I believe it was offside. Yes. And Rosales was that the the first goal that he, that he put in one early and that get called something got called back for an offside, but then he scored one. I think later. it was the Dotson, the, the Dotson chance. In the oh first yeah. Dotson. Yeah. Back, yeah. That could have been a goal. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then you had the, the one late, which was, was hard to swallow because it, it was such a melee and it was hard to really, understand was it a reset of play when it hits the post and their defender and like so it was a little bit felt a little harsh but at the same time i understand the rules are tough when the shot was taken it looked like hassani might have been off 
The rules are always clear as mud. (laughs) (laughs) But what did you feel about the game last night? You were there and you just talked a little bit about feeling good about the fight of the guys and in the group and under this tough stretch. But in particular, that game on the road at Austin after that, like when you talk about what this team has the ability to be, especially in the final third, we know what the back line looks like. You know, the solidity there, you know, their goalkeeper, you know, situation and what that's going to look like. The midfield is solid when you got Hassani really coming back and Will Trapp, of course, doing his thing. And you've got all these other depth pieces in the middle of the pitch. Um, What do you see from this group in that final third that has been able to come together in these moments without maybe your number nine always scoring the goals? Yeah, well, I I would say, um, you know, certainly I I think this has been a year that we've had to deal with a ton of adversity to start the season, a little bit in the offseason as well in terms of preparation. Um, It hasn't gone as smoothly as we'd like. The group maybe hasn't been as settled or unified as we'd like. And certainly I think um, from all the positives, you know, clearly we are still at a point where we're still trying to navigate how to create chances, how to score multiple goals in games, and how to really maybe try to push ourselves up the table. Uh, At the same time, I think there's been a lot of people and a lot of pundits that, you know, have kind of written the kind of start we had off. And again, I, I think we expect to have a better start, but I think the staff and the the players have done a great job to deal with the adversity up to this point. And ultimately, I think last night was a nice culmination of, um, aside from the first 10 or 15 minutes where we got stretched a little bit, we were really committed to playing good defense and then really getting forward and getting numbers forward to great chances. And again, I, I don't think that's happened enough this year. So I think we would fully acknowledge that, you know, we're still – growing into, I think, what this team can become. Um, I, I certainly think, um, you know, uh, nine games in the road, six at home, the, the next two months are really massive. I, I think it's really massive for us to really will know by then, by the end of July, where we are as a group, because I think the home and away games will be evened out. And I think we'll have a little bit more sense of, of what our final roster will be for the year. So I think the guys have done a great job of putting us in a position to kind of show the next two months that, you know, we're, we're as good as we've been defensively and we're, we're going to get better offensively and we're going to start to to balance the two a little bit more cohesively, hopefully. Well, and it's the ebbs and the flows of the season. I mean, you guys started off on an insane rate of just being able to find ways to find wins. I felt like the group was like really galvanized and facing the adversity that they did during the preseason and things like that. And then kind of dipped a little bit, then now kind of climbing back up again, but then you throw the open cup games in the mix, which is always a tough schedule, but you go on the road and get a win at Portland. Then you have to go straight to Houston. You lose the open cup game. You come back home, you get a result. And then all of a sudden you're back on the road again. It just feels like this. You don't even have time to take a breath really. And even analyze, you know, I mean, how do you even take a moment to really analyze tape, analyze film on what is going well, what's going, not going well, and then try to take the next step forward because you already have to look ahead and, kind of rest and, and recover. What is that like as a player and a coach and a staff mentally and physically? Well, I, I think they've been doing a great job. And I think obviously last night it was, it was two 30 in the morning when we landed and it was about getting ready for Saturday. You know, I think all the guys and the staff were focused on making sure we have good regeneration and we're focused to get through this cycle of nine games in 27 days ending Saturday, a huge game at home against Toronto, where we know we haven't been um, as dominant as we'd like to be at home. We know that, um, we've got this amazing fan base and we've, we've got an expectation of, of doing well at home. So um, there's no doubt, uh, you know, we're playing a really good team Saturday from a roster on paper, but they are struggling in their own way. Uh, actually way worse than us. I would say in terms of just trying to think about what the identity of what they're going to do in terms of this start of the season. So I think it's going to be a really good game. I think, um, you know, they seem to, to self-correct a little bit. They've got four points out of their last two games. And I think, 
after that game, you get a little bit of a chance for your staff and your players to breathe uh, and prepare for Montreal, which is a week, which is the first time in a month that we'll be able to do that. And then after that, you have the international break. So I, I think there is a, a cycle here where finishing out these next two games strong and really pushing ourselves to understand this is part of the game. It's part of pro sports, part of pro soccer, uh, that sometimes you're going to have these, your league games midweek, but you also have these extra events like the US Open Cup. Uh, certainly later in the summer, we're going to have Leagues Cup as well. So uh, again, I, I think the God, guys have done a great job handling the adversity. I think, um, you know, it's been a, a a start to the season, I think has shown some really good sides and qualities of what we can be. And I think there's some areas where we put our hand up and say, we know we have to get better. What have you been most impressed with? Maybe who have you been most impressed with? I know Bonga Gukle Hwangwane has found the goal a few times. And I know that Adrian was always high on him when you, when he arrived, you know, just trying to find his way into this, not just the team, but into the league and just the the adjustment mm-hmm. that that takes. But is there anybody that's really impressed you or has really just found that, you know, consistency to sort of help guide this team? Um, I, I mean, I think we could name multiple players and I, I we can just name a few and I'll probably forget some. But if you talk about Bongi, I think, um, you know, one of the, the, the fun things for me is not always just looking at the obvious, which is the, the kind of offensive output he's had is, has been really good for us and really important. But for me, it's his energy on both sides of the ball. I mean, if, if you watch the game last night, his commitment to get back and defend in shape and close down and help us reorganize and really, you know, start to shut down after the first 15 minutes, Austin really kind of passing through us for the rest of the game, uh, aside from maybe a 10 or 15 minute period in the second half. Um, he, he is, he's just really goes unnoticed the, the defensive work he does and then combined with the fact that uh, he had the energy and obviously he didn't score the breakaway, but just the commitment to keep going for 90 minutes is something that I think is very rare uh, and hard to do at, at high level soccer. Uh, and he's one of those very, very special players in this league that has shown he's going to keep going. He's going to keep going at guys and keep going, try to get in tough spaces and move the ball for the good of the team. He's going to keep trying to get back, get tucked in, close down all those things that really help the rest of the team. So I, I think not only just, is probably he's shown what what he's got a future, maybe what he can be for us offensively. But I, I think he's now potentially being one of the better two-way players in this league, considering how hard he works on both sides of the ball. Uh, certainly, Box and Tapias, I think, have been outstanding. I think they've shown uh, a level of composure, uh, intensity, um, passing, uh, organization in the back line. Uh, and that throws in DJ and Kamar have done great jobs defensively with them as well. So the back four have really... I think every game gone into the game, excited about defending, excited about closing down and and really limiting the other team's chances on goal and limiting how they uh, they break us down. So they've done a great job. And like I said, there, there's a lot of individuals that have, have done the positive sides. And I think, again, like I said, we're, we're still finding the balance and we're still not quite there yet. And uh, in terms of how we go about breaking teams down and, and creating more chances. When you talk about the back line and I don't know what his current status is or what, you know, what the exact timeline is for it, but when you get a player like a Debassi back, if, and when you get him back and you already have this, this center back pairing that has done so well, nobody's going to turn down quality depth. I mean, there's nothing you want more than to add more quality pieces back to the puzzle, and especially a left footed center back or outside back, which we've seen Debassi play before. I mean, we saw him plenty of times running up and down that left-hand side when he's had to fill in. So is that just a good problem to have if, and when he's able to come back when you have a player in this kind of a schedule, I think Kamar left the game last night, if I'm not mistaken, you just, you never know with this rotation and, and trying to get the most out of these guys. Will that be a, a welcome addition if, and when he's able to come back? 
Uh, I mean, it would be unbelievable. I mean, first and foremost, just starts with, as a person. He's an amazing individual. He, he is somebody who I think adds so much uh, to the group, to the team, to the locker room, to our community. Uh, and certainly he he's even uh, more of an asset when you can take all that plus add in now he can contribute on the field. So it's exciting uh, to have him start training again. Again, we're still in the very, very, very early stages of seeing where he can go. I mean, obviously, I, I don't know if the fan base here knows it. it. His injury was massively unique, and it's a very, very rare. So there's not a lot of data points for knowing uh, when and how long it takes to come back. So I think we're in a great, exciting phase where he's starting to train with the team again, and we're going to get to know a little bit more about where that he is in that process. And that just in itself will be a bump for us because him just being around the group and his leadership and, and being in training every day in the locker room every day is something that will be an added benefit no matter what. What about a bump for him, though? I mean, as a player, as an athlete, when you are literally just working out, doing the gym stuff, grinding to come back, Hassani Dotson, you know, dealt with that last year coming back from his ACL, and now you've got Robin sidelined with an injury. But from a mental, emotional standpoint, it's going to give a boost to the team. But I would feel like once those guys can get back onto the pitch and actually start really training again, it goes both ways. They feed off it on both sides. Yeah, there's, there's no doubt. I mean, I, I think um... – I don't think Tabasi would go through what he went through the last 12 months if he didn't want to play again and didn't want to kind of con try to contribute and and keep playing pro soccer. Um, ultimately, I think um, I don't think people sometimes realize how hard the sport is, not only the 90 minutes within the, the game uh, in terms of the mental, emotional, physical kind of toll you have to do, but the day in and day out week in and week out, month in and month out, year in and year out of, of that commitment. Um, and so certainly for, for guys like uh, Tabasi at his age, it's been incredibly impressive and inspiring to see him commit to saying, I really want to keep going and playing. And, and it's been an incredible 12 month journey where he's still in that journey. You know, he's still not quite back yet, but it certainly is, is, is fun for me to see him just have a smile because he gets to train and be with the guys. And like I said, certainly um, our guys, you know, we have an array of young and older players uh, benefit from him being around. From graduation parties to corporate luncheons, we all have special occasions that could use a special host location. Regardless of the event, Allianz Field is the perfect spot for you with a variety of unique spaces to choose from, including the roof deck, stadium club, owner suite, and more. Minnesota United's home ground has a space to fit any kind of gathering. Give your event the professional treatment it deserves. Learn more and book your spot at Allianz Field today by visiting mnufc.com slash private events. Speaking of journeys, what is the, the current sort of status situation and the vibe around Emmanuel Reynoso's journey and where he's standing? I know I've seen Adrian Heath, some of his quotes saying that he's, you know, back in training. And of course, you'd like to get him back sooner than later just because of what he's able to do on the field. But that's also a process, a journey. What's been your perception of how that's gone and sort of where that sits? Yeah, I I, I think, um, you know, certainly that's kind of some of our adversity was 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 not only trying to figure out how to help a young man and figure out where he was or how his process in life in terms of um, coming back and reintegrating with the team, which, which happened. And 
I, I don't think I could have been happier with the the first, let's say, three to four weeks of him being back here and really committing to trying to become a better person, trying to think about uh, the group and trying to really um, get fit and healthy, hopefully for the right reasons, which is uh, to be a part of something special that we're trying to do as a club here to, to with his teammates every day, work hard at the commitment of trying to win a championship and, and trying to uh, represent this community in, in a way that we expect. And I think we're still in, in the middle of that journey for him. Um, the great thing is he's working hard every day, uh, both mentally and physically. I think he's pushing uh, himself and, and trying to see where he's go. So I think a little bit like Tabasi, it'll be a big couple of weeks here uh, in terms of seeing where he is and where he wants to go with his career. But we're certainly trying our best as a club to, to bring out the best in him and trying to create an environment, a culture uh, that allows him to be successful and and grow as a person. And, and, and hopefully um, he will add to our team both on and off the field as we build this, this story of this season. And the story of the season, you have to talk a little bit about the loss of Robin going down. And, you know, I think Adrian has done nothing but speak so incredibly highly of him as a, as a person, as an athlete, as a teammate. And of course, just what he does on the field, how he can plug him anywhere. He'll do it. He'll do the job. Well, he's, you know, kind of a tireless worker, but just goes about his business. When you saw that he was going down with an injury and I know no team is just reliant on one player, especially in the game of soccer, when there's so many moving pieces and everybody has to contribute, but what, what did that seem? What was that like, even just for you, when you found out that he was going to be done for the year and, and what was kind of the mood of the group and who needs to step up? Um, I, I mean, it's obviously you're gutted first and foremost for the individual, for somebody that, that, you know, is going to be out for the rest of the year. Uh, and somebody who's, who, like you said, day in and day out, game in and game out, can, can, can play multiple positions, very versatile, very effective on the field. His touches create time and space. He's got finishing him to score goals for the group. Um, you know, he he's one of those guys that's very uh, – consistent in terms of his training every day uh, and is and ready to play almost uh, every week. Um, so I think um, there's no doubt right away that, you know, you've lost something, but I also think this one falls into the category of like, this stuff happens to every team and we, we cannot put our head down and think that we are, you know, unique in this situation. Um, you know, again, if we have eight of these, then we're a little bit unique, but right now we're in a situation where, uh, we know he's going to be massively lift, missed, but we also know that's why you have a, a group and a roster, and that's why you uh, have to look at the season as a story that you're going to have adverse moments. And and certainly his loss is, is massive and huge, but it's also a part of, of what teams have to go through to find a way to win throughout a year. And then looking ahead here, Toronto, you just sort of alluded to it. I mean, Bob Bradley – Man, he's kind of seen it all. I mean, he's been around a long time like you. You know, he's had, had to deal with adversity with national teams and coaching overseas. I mean, he's done it all. National teams abroad, not just the U.S. national team. What do you see in the challenges? And do you, I mean, nobody's going to feel bad for, a, you know, a roster that has that kind of, spends that kind of money and you've got these Italian superstars and, you know, whatever it is. Like, no one's going to have any sympathy for him. But that's a managing of a different type. When you have to deal with some of those personalities, you have this internal struggle, you have these locker room issues, you have a player speaking out. I mean, when you see even something like that come out in the news, I mean, what? how do, how do you look at that when you're reading that story going, good Lord, what's going on over there? 
<laughs> well, I, I don't quite absorb it the same way you do in the media world. I, I try to think about the fact that you, you don't really know what's going on. You don't really know the full story, even though you have these articles and things come out. And I, I, I certainly think um, the other way I look at it is we're playing a team that has great players on Saturday and they've had some adversity to start their season that, um, you know, is probably real in their own way, but I don't know their, their perspective. So I, I don't know if I can really speak to a exactly what's going on and B how bad it is or what they're all I can say is they've had four points in the last two games. They have some great quality players in the field and they'll be coming to look Saturday to look, to try to write uh, the start to their season. And, and we are still trying to figure out our own identity at home and how we're doing things. So ultimately for me, it really turns back to our club and making sure that we're focused and ready uh, to commit to getting results on Saturday. And um, I'm, I'm sure, like I said, the, the challenges they're dealing with, they're they're internally probably really tough right now. Uh, but I, I think it's also part of, of all of our clubs and, and all of different times and places where we are. It's kind of the, I mean, it's, it's I think why, uh, or at least I, why I love the league so much is because it doesn't matter what anybody's going through, what everybody, it's, anybody can beat anybody on any given day. You know, and that's why you have to show up. And you have to play the games because the nature of this league, it's, you know, you you can't take a day off. There's no resting on your laurels or going, oh, man, that team's going through this. So we got to take advantage of that. I mean, this is just an opportunity to, to get another three points for you guys at home. Yeah, I think it's one of the best leagues in the world because of that parity. I really do. I, I think, you know, we're I, I keep on using the word story, journey, season, whatever you want to say. We're only uh, at the close getting closer to the halfway point of this journey and the story. And so that's not just us, that's every club. And I kind of mentioned uh, the next two months for us, I think we'll all know a lot about how we have to navigate to make sure we finish the season strong. And and again, I, I think um, one of the great things about this league compared to other leagues in the world is every fan base is still in it and has a chance to win a championship, even early on like this, even with the struggles and the, the drama that happens throughout our league. And so LA um, galaxy. I, I mean, all uh, every club <laughs> they, they they came I'm back and won three two in the weekend. I, I know. All I can say is, you know, I I think that uh, it is one of the things that makes this unique league. Like you said, it's not just week to week every team; it's every team can go on a win streak and really show uh, something to to be a team that can make a playoffs and make a run. So, again, I I think it's one of the things I love about this league. I think it's why a unique league in the rest of the world is from top to bottom in terms of parity. I don't think there's a better professional league in the soccer world than MLS. Okay, now I'm gonna I'm just gonna rattle off a couple of team names and you just give me the first thought that comes when you hear the team name. So you gotta be on behind your toes for this one. Okay. Hopefully you don't have any leftover residual of a five <laughs> heat from the heat. All right, FC Cincinnati. Um great year so far. I mean, really they they, they have um you know really shown uh, an evolution that they didn't show in the first couple of years of their uh, existence. St. Louis. Outstanding start to expansion team. Uh, unbelievable fan base. Uh, unbelievable soccer city. Uh, been really impressed with, with their entry into MLS. Colorado Rapids. Um, one of our nemesis, for sure. I mean, we still uh, fight and battle them, particularly away. Uh, you know, I, I think they're a team that, you know, has is still trying to find their way within the the table. So, um, you know, they've, they're, they're still battling and building into what their season is going to be. I think I'd say it's, 
And it's crazy. I'm literally looking here at the standings and you can scroll down the entire Eastern Conference and Western Conference and really have no idea who's going to end up in the top three or four in each. You know, you can see some teams that are sitting near the bottom below the line and you just feel like, man, there's no way they're going to end up there. And then you're looking at the top and going, well, I could see Cincinnati and Nashville and, you know, New England being in and around. I mean, it's just and to the point, again, about the nature of this league. I mean, that's what makes it so fascinating. Yeah, I would agree. I, I would like try to be completely honest. I think within each conference, I think Philadelphia and LAFC have consistently week in, week out, played probably better soccer than most of the teams in the league. Uh, after that, I think it's been some ups and downs for everybody uh, to the journey where we are right now. And then just lastly, because I know you got to run, I would just want to get your thoughts. And I don't even know if you've had a, t- a chance to look at it yet, but do you have any overarching thoughts on the uh, the national team roster, the, the initial call-ups here for going into Nations League and, and Gold Cup and or what the, even the future of the men's national? I, 2026 feels like a long ways away, but at the same time, like they don't have a head coach in place. They've got big tournaments coming up this summer. It's going to be huge for the North America to host this thing on on the home soil. I mean, what's your sort of thought going into this summer with those call-ups? Yeah, I mean, I'm excited about how we're going to build up a plan and a process to to step on the field to compete in 2026. So I, I think it's been a, a year of... Um, of of excitement with the the World Cup last year and and the challenges there and obviously um, I think the federation and and the men's team in particular it, it's a big time to figure out how we want to kind of build into preparing for it and, and it, there's been some really big stress and drama that that has hit the program um, and I think um, it's important that we all you know support and try to say hey we expect this group and, and the the federation to help build a great program for 2026. Cause it's vital for all of us that the better we have a world cup, the more people playing soccer, the more people doing well in soccer, both on the technical side, the commercial side, the better it is for everybody. So I'm excited as a fan. I'm excited being in the soccer world that um, every time I think we're getting a better, bigger and bigger base of kids, bigger, bigger base of players, obviously a 20 national team, first time ever uh, getting out of the group, winning all three games. Those kind of little things are exciting. Uh, I think this next next iteration of the national team, we just got to try to really focus on doing all of our parts. You know, I still believe our club, we are developing players and that's what we do. And, um, you know, the national team manages the players and tries to represent the country. So I just get excited as a fan. And I also, I'm kind of honored and humbled to be involved in the higher level soccer uh, where you're a part of that. And and you hope that we're we're building and growing towards uh, competing with some of the top countries in the world in the future. Awesome. I know I, I speaking of building and, uh, and growing and developing players here, I got to give a shout out to those Academy guys. Cause my daughter went to that camp on Monday on Memorial day and it was fantastic. And Scott was amazing. Noel was amazing. The players were awesome. I mean, that's a lot to navigate. It's like herding cats out there and it was hot. And uh, so a huge appreciation of those guys and, and what they do. So that was awesome. Oh, great. I love it. I, I can't tell you how um, I'm just excited for Minnesota soccer growing, getting bigger, you know, people who, Love it at all ages, all levels, um, how Minnesota United can really grow and and build and continue to build on what I think has always been a great tradition in history of youth soccer here um, and bring out the best version of us. Because I ultimately I still think we have so much more to give, um, both as a club, but this community. I, I still think it's a sleeping giant in terms of how it can and grow and build experience at all levels for, for youth soccer kids. Awesome. Thanks, Manny. Appreciate you taking the time. I know you got to run. I'm looking forward to being back at Allianz Field on Saturday, and it should be a good, uh, a good we'll match. We'll see you Saturday. Yeah, it's just hot like two and, days hot, from now. Yeah, hot and steamy, I think. So. Hot and yeah. steamy. I'll be up in the shade in the booth. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, Manny. Have a All good right. day. 
All right, everybody, tune in next time. Another episode of Sound of the Loons coming up next week after another busy weekend for Minnesota United.